It was $30 for the mask and a $20 donation. Okay, so it was $50 for the mask. And what about the mask was uh, in memory of him? Um, it was his tattoos. Were embroidered um, on the ski mask. This is the plaintiff, Victoria Herrick. She says she was scammed by the defendant, an online hustler, and she wants her money returned. She agreed to purchase some memorabilia. He sent her a bogus shipping label to prove he would send the stuff, but she didn't trust him. And it's owed $2,000, so she's suing him. This is the defendant, Daniel Periag. He says he's the one who was scammed by an imposter pretending to be him online. Somehow, they got a hold of his account, and the plaintiff started smearing his good name and reputation, and even threatened him with physical harm. Or money? No way! He's accused of running a scam. The defendant has filed a countersuit for $2,000 for pain and suffering. All parties, please raise your right hands. What you are about to witness is real. The participants are not actors. They are actual litigants with a case pending in civil court. Both parties have agreed to drop their claims and have their cases settled here before Judge Marilyn Millian in our forum, the People's Court. The People's Court is now in session. The Honorable Judge Marilyn Millian is now presiding. Litigants have been sworn, Your Honor. Thank you, Douglas. You're welcome. Okay, Ms. Herrick, you are suing Mr. Periag for $2,000 that you say you are due as a result of a fraud that he committed on you, and you are counterclaiming against her $2,000 for slander and pain and suffering. Let me hear from you first, Ms. Herrick. Hello, George. Hi. Um, on November 1st, my dear friend Gage passed away. On November 2nd, I uh, saw a post on uh, a mutual friend's page that the defendant had merchandise made in memorabilia of my friend who had passed away. Okay. So I contacted him and I said I was very much interested in uh, purchasing, they were face masks. And it was... What kind of face masks uh, as in COVID masks or ski masks? Ski masks, ma'am. Okay. And um, they were 30, he stated that they were $30 and a $20 donation was going towards uh, my friend's mother for funeral expenses. And so 20 like of that. the 30 was going to the family? No, I, it was $30 for the mask and a $20 donation. Okay, so it was $50 for the mask. And what about the mask was uh, in memory of him? Um, it was his tattoos. Were embroidered um, on the ski mask? Yes, ma'am. Okay, all right, so go on. Um, so then I sent him the payment on November 5th. Who'd you send it to? Like, did you know him or you didn't know him? No, ma'am. Okay, so go on. So I sent it to uh, the account that was given to me on Cash App, and it was a total of $50. Um, he claimed that my friend's mother couldn't handle any finances because I said that I would send any donations straight to her because I had her Cash App. And he claimed that uh, my friend's mother couldn't handle any finances due to the distress of her deceased son and that he would handle everything that he had already put $9,000 towards uh, my friend's funeral expenses. So how are you having that, these discussions with him? on Through text, through Facebook, through... Facebook Messenger, man. Okay, so go on. So um, I sent him the money, and then 
Uh, a few days later, he asked me if I would like to purchase a sweatpants and hoodie that they had made in memorabilia also. He said that it was only $35. I did think that was a little suspicious, but I was like, okay, like maybe they're just cheaply made. That's fine. Um, and then the next day, he asked for 30 more for shipping. And I said, that's a little weird because I asked you, why, why is it only $35? It's like really weird. And um, I mean, when do you start to asked, get suspicious, you know? Um, it was a few days down because he did play on my heartstrings. He did say that he included my friend's ashes in the box and um, multiple Wait, how does he things. have access to your friend's ashes? Um, because he said he flew out uh, to meet with my friend's mother, that he was with my friend's mother most of the time, in the beginning of all of this, and that he flew out to meet her and uh, they were going to spread his ashes together. Okay, if you for... knew the mom well enough to know her cash app, why didn't you just reach out they... to the mom? He he told me um, that him and a mutual friend were the only two that were... Yeah, I know what he said, um, but, you know, I'm just asking for you because you have to continue to live in the real world, and I would love for you to learn something from this. At what point is yes, there a red flag, you know? And do you have contact with your friend's mom? Like, did you call her to say, I'm so sorry about what happened with your son? And I, I did message her a few times, but she didn't get back to me for a few days. And I understand it and every reason okay. why she didn't get When back she to got me. back to you, did she mention anything about this fellow? Um, yeah, that she uh, talked to him and he had fallen down a pretty dark path. And she's not actually surprised that this had happened. Oh, so by the time you talked with her, this was after you had sent how much total? $135? Um, I have, yes, ma'am. That doesn't include the $50 that you sent to the mom, right? No, ma'am. Right, okay. So do you ever make contact with this fellow? Like, do you say, hey, give uh, me back my money, you're a fraud, what's going yes. on? Yeah, because you never yes. received anything, right? Never. Okay. I received a fake shipping label uh -huh. that was uh, forged with a wrong address on it. Uh-huh. And I was called um, 30 times over in the night for 30 more dollars and told that it was for his girlfriend's medication and I needed to pay it immediately. Who's what um, girlfriend's medication? The the man on the other side. Meaning so, him or the meaning the, the friend who died? The defendant. He said, my girlfriend needs medication. Give me 30 bucks. Um, yes, because they paid for more shipping because apparently the package was sent back because no one was home to receive it. I've never heard of such a thing. Well, that could happen, but if you require a signature, but... All right, so so then what happens? And um, then I was I looked up the shipping number, and it came back false, and I said, this is weird. And he said, no, it's not weird. I don't like to be tracked because I um, put certain things in packages, and I, I'm not comfortable being tracked. I don't even know what that means. <laughs> so what, he had given you Me a false either. tracking number? All right, what's going yes, on, Mr. Periag? First of all, Your Honor... I want to apologize to her and everybody else. I got scammed in my account. Um, my phone was taken about November 3rd. Taken by and, whom? Um, I, had talked, I talked to her one time. Taken by whom? I'm not sure, ma'am. But um, there's probably about 10 other people that were scammed with this same story. And so it's been spread all over Facebook. You know, that he's a scammer. He's this, he's that. The uh, person that died was one of my best friends. And um, I just kind of, nobody else sent any money because they thought it was suspicious, you know? They're like, which any person probably would. So you say it's her fault for being gullible? So listen, I I'm, 
who got a hold of your phone? Because sometimes when it walks like a duck and quacks like a duck, it's a duck, right? So who got a hold of your phone? What's your story there? I was at a party. It's not really a story. I was at a party, ma'am. I don't have a lock on my phone. And this, um, they actually got a hold of several other people. They drained my Chime account. You know, I probably lost about three or $400 off of this myself. Before my best friend's passing, he made ski masks that had a design on them that replicated his face tattoos. My friend passed away before he got a chance to sell them. So when he passed, his family, a couple of other people, and I sold the ski masks as memorabilia. So you were selling these ski masks as memorabilia. This is your statement, right? Yes, some people have received them ski masks. So are you selling ski masks or did somebody take control of your account? Yes, ma'am. I am selling ski masks. People, several people have received the ski masks. So then why didn't you send send hers? I had no knowledge of her. Well, you had knowledge at some point because it's not the lawsuit that gave you the knowledge. And let's see what you say. Uh, however, on November 8th, I slept at a stripper's house who I had just met. And the following morning, I accidentally left my phone there and was unable to get it back. So I couldn't finalize the plaintiff's sale of the ski mask. So did you, why were you unable to get your phone back? Because I never could get kept back in contact with the person. I don't understand. You slept there, so I you know had, where I it is. I mean, it was at a hotel, ma'am. Okay, I'm reading your statement. You slept at a stripper's house who I had just met. And the following morning, I accidentally left my phone there and wasn't able to, if you left it at a hotel, then you'd be able to go back to the hotel and get it. Your story's not, like, I mean, you, sticking together very well. You can't. When you go back to a hotel, ma'am, they, the room, people have already cleaned their room. They have no... Obviously, the, whole, the phone was not still at the hotel. The Why obviously? There's no lost and found in the hotels you stay at okay. with strippers? Well, the person took the phone. There's no phone found in the room. Okay, well, how was everybody else ordering all these ski masks that you were getting for them? Other people might have a circle, whole circle of friends that are selling them. I, th- I don't understand. How are you selling them? How is how are people able to it's reach I'm not you? the only person selling them. That's not the point. The point is you're trying to imply that somebody else scammed her. Uh, it's, it's my phone, Judge, but somebody else scammed her, so I guess that's it. No? Everybody go home. You know, and I'm cross-examining you, so I'd like to hear something that persuades me. It's just not holding up. You're sending masks to other people got their masks, what, in the same... Through the same way that you say you're not getting her messages, other people were getting masks. How come you're not getting her messages? Where she's saying, where's my stuff? And how, how is it you're not seeing that someone is, is posting on your behalf if you still have that account and are working from that account? How's that possible? I wasn't working from that account anymore. I worked with my girlfriend, and I was using her phone. I was calling her phone. I didn't recover Does my... Does your girlfriend know that you left your phone at a stripper's? <clears throat> yeah. She's fine with that? Angie has made it easier than ever to hire high-quality pros to get all your home service jobs done well. Whether it's routine maintenance and emergency repair or a dream project, Angie lets you compare quotes from multiple local pros, browse homeowner reviews, and even book a service instantly. Angie's been connecting people with skilled pros for nearly 30 years. So the next time you have a home project, bring it to Angie to get your job done well. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. I'm in a polyamorous relationship, ma'am. Okay. Not everybody uh, understands that. Not everybody does that, you know. Okay. Did you file a police report regarding your lost phone? No, ma'am. Did you buy a new phone? I just got another phone when I could afford one. Okay. Yes, ma'am, I did. 
Do you have? I think I've referred so okay, so your Facebook account will have no activity, or you're able? The phone has nothing to do with it because you can see your Facebook account by just going on a computer, right? And you're communicating with her through Facebook. Is that correct? Yes, I was communicating with her through Facebook. I didn't log back onto my Facebook myself until November the 15th. Oh, so if you were communicating with her through Facebook, tell me which of the Facebook messages are you and which ones aren't you? Because you just admitted that you were communicating with her through Facebook. I am Facebook. up to November 3rd. Messages with her are up to November 3rd. And then what happens before November 3rd? She orders a ski mask, so why didn't she get it? We just talked. We just talked about it. That was never put into action. So she when, said that she'd like one. when you go it. back to your Facebook account, you see that someone else is is writing in your Facebook account, right? So do you contact all these yeah, people I mean, who have her, been defrauded and say people. to them, "Oh, I, I, listen, that wasn't me. I need to make good on this. What was it you spent? You know, do you do anything? What do you do when you find out that? Yes, you- I contacted several. I contacted several other people and said that, "Hey, this is a scam. I'm so sorry." You know, most of the people understood. Uh, some of the people that paid, um, most people paid uh, PayPal, so they're able to get their money back. I had no problem issuing four or five people their money back on my um, PayPal account. Okay, but I don't understand. That PayPal comes out of services. your pocket, right? Because it's your PayPal account. No, it doesn't. That goes. No, that goes. Oh, so PayPal. then you're not issuing Jack. Why are you saying I had no problem issuing refunds? You weren't doing anything. Those people just made a fraud claim on PayPal. You mean, right? Yes, and I had to. Right. Comply with that. Okay. Now, you have a counterclaim against her for $2,000 for slander and pain and suffering. Explain that to me. Well, I mean, everybody's saying that I was scamming my best one of my best friends that passed away. Mm-hmm. I have multiple pictures, multiple. I go very, very far back with him. You know, mm-hmm. I'm not just a girl that he knew. I'm actually going far back with him. She's just a girl that he knew because she's a girl who he, he knew and who was willing to pay $135 to help out his family and get memorabilia. She's somebody who loved him, too. Of the two of you, she's trying to do something to honor. And if I believe that it's you who's scamming, um, then you're doing something very dishonorable to his memory, right? Yeah, I would never do that. I would never scam against my best friend. Okay, well, if you got all these hats, why wouldn't you just send this lady a hat at a minimum if you're such a good guy and you weren't the scammer? When more ordered, I'd be more than likely, I'd be more than happy to do that. But she came and be very nasty on, on Facebook and spread a bunch of rumors. I never even spoke to her on the phone. What did his, what did your deceased friend's mother say to you, Ms. Herrick? Um, that he had fallen down a dark path and she was not surprised that something like this had come from him. She said that uh, she had actually ordered face masks and a few people did receive them to give them out, as he had stated earlier, but she was not one of those people. He had never had face masks. He was never in possession of them, and she's very disappointed that this has even happened in general. Have you communicated with your best friend's mother? Yes, I have. I'd like to know where the proof of what she's saying is at all. Well, has she said anything to you is what I'm asking? Yeah, I had to explain to her this whole situation. She's very upset. Because she hadn't heard from me. All she had heard from her, I told her, hey, well, that, none of that's true. All right, what she did, called me what, after she heard all these rumors saying, how could you do that, crying, screaming at me on the phone, saying, how could you do that to Bear? How could you take money out of him? He's dead. How could you do that? How could you do that under his name? Because of something that she heard from this girl. Well, but I don't know. She's a woman, not a girl. And what I don't understand is woman, if you've already, you're already alerted to the fact that there's a problem, why wouldn't you have contacted your friend's mom to tell her, hey, listen, this isn't me, you know? 
Why would you? Why would she have to rely on what she hears from someone she doesn't know very well? She knows you very well. Why, when you realize if it's true that someone hijacked your system, if, then why wouldn't you immediately call his mom and say, "Hey, listen, that this happened, but it wasn't me," and just say something to her? I found out about my phone being taken. I'm not my phone being taken, about my account and people um, getting fake, uh, sending money to my name, which wasn't my name. I found out by her with that phone call. Well, did you That's call the police? Did you call the police? No, ma'am, I didn't call Why not? If, in fact, money went to a Cash App account, then the idea would be to file a police report so the police can figure out who is cashing in on your good name. And then you could clear your name. So why wouldn't you have called the police if your identity was stolen and it's not you? I didn't call the police. No, I know. I know you didn't. But then what people are entitled to believe is that you don't want them sniffing around. I'm ordering you to return $135 to the plaintiff, plus her court costs, plus prejudgment statutory interest since the time she spent it. This is not... You got scammed, honey. This isn't a pain and suffering case. Even though I know that you were in pain and you suffered, this is just you being foolish and... And, and, and falling for what he did. On your counterclaim against her, here's a surprise, zero. So the plaintiff gets $135, I believe, was the exact figure, not the $2,000 she was seeking. Mr. Parag, how do you respond, or how, what, what are you thinking about what all the judge went over with you in this case? Um, she's pretty unreasonable. She pretty much just took the girl's side. I understand. I didn't do anything wrong. I'm the one that got scammed as well. So I'm happy that girl gets her $135 back because she was scammed. I feel very bad for that, but I pretty much don't have any, uh, anything else to say besides that. Except for don't send money to random people. You know? That's some very good advice. Ms. Herrick, you're, you're going to get some money back. Certainly not what you were seeking, $2,000. Um, you okay with that? Yeah. I'm just happy that it was brought to light honestly, the whole situation all around. All right. Well, with that, that'll bring this case to a close. Well, Doug, this is an interesting case about how you act when somebody accuses you of something and what you do may or may not help you. In this case, if he really felt he was hacked, why didn't he call the police? Why didn't he take some action? His lack of action made the judge believe that he wasn't hacked at all. It was all him. I got a UPS delivery of an iPhone. I signed for the package. When I open it up, the box is empty. I go out to get the UPS guy. I want him to take a picture and show him that it's empty. And he says, there's nothing I can do. UPS says, contact Apple since they're the ones who sent it to him. What do I do? They're giving me the runaround. Wow. That's something. But if he says that he ran out and was right. trying to do something, you know, record on your phone. That's something right. you can do without, you know, having to worry about you. Look, look. And the person knows you're recording because you have the right. recording going. So it doesn't matter, you know, what kind of consent state it is because they're on notice. And you say, hey, this was empty. And then the right. person says, I can't do anything about it. And you've got that preserved. And then right. you figure out who you, put, you make the claim either through Apple or UPS. And we have a, a rash, a problem in our neighborhood. I've been telling all of us in our family, this that they porch soon as, pirates taking yep. uh, taking taking the, the and this happens in a lot of big cities that yeah. where come Christmas time all of a sudden there's Grinches coming and right on your yeah. property and taking um, right. boxes that UPS has left, 
you know, so you have to hurry up and, and bring it in. But you want to preserve the fact that you didn't get the phone. That's what you're taping. Exactly. That you didn't just take the phone, pocket it, sell it, and then say, I didn't get a phone. That's the thing you want to preserve right. at that, the moment, like, that you can prove that you're blameless. Right. You know, that, that's just it. You want to show that moment of delivery and say, hey, look, I'm getting nothing in the box. Right. And it's not But that. in the end, it's just going to depend on whether the insurance believes you, whether Apple believes you, whether, you know, so it's... it's so you got to get somebody who's got a black belt in customer service like you. <laughs> get on the phone and intimidate those people and make sure they pay up. This is the plaintiff, Luthus McBride. He says he was sitting in his beautiful mint condition 2003 Buick LeSaver, and the defendant lost control of his lawnmower equipment trailer and clipped his beautiful car, damaging it. The defendant and his boss refused to pay him the $2,994 it's going to cost to fix his car. So he's sewing. These are the defendants, Mendy Kalmanson and Jaden Webster. Mendy says the plaintiff stopped his car in the middle of the road near a bend, causing a major safety issue. And as Jaden came around the bend, he did everything he could to avoid hitting him. The cops cited the plaintiff, who became belligerent with Jaden. And they don't owe this guy a penny, because who parks their car in the middle of the street? They're accused of bruising up a Buick. All parties, please raise your right hands. Welcome back to the People's Court. Next case on the docket, the plaintiff says that he was sitting in his beautiful Buick LeSabre, classic car, when the defendant's lawnmower trailer clipped the Buick, damaging it. But the defendant says the guy was stopped right in the middle of the road on a blind curve, and he's lucky they didn't kill the guy. It's the case of mowing down a Buick. Thank you, Douglas. You're welcome. Okay, Mr. McBride, what happened? On July the 6th, Your Honor, uh, I took Kevin to work. I pulled over to the curb to let him out. Mr. Wester came around a bend so fast, he, he failed to control his trailer. And his trailer swerved and clipped my car my, on the uh, driver's side quarter pounder. A quarter pounder, quarter <laughs> panel. <laughs> well, I mean, I'm sorry, the quarter panel. Quarter panel. I'm hungry, too. All right. <laughs> now, what kind of car is this? This is a 03 Buick the Savior. It was, in the, it was in the garage for 17 years. It's in mint condition. Uh, it only had uh, 64,000 miles on it, but now it got 69 miles on it. I don't really drive it. I only drive it when maybe my wife and I going out for dinner or, you know, on some special occasion. But that morning, I don't know what made me jump in my beard that morning. And when I took Mr. Kevin to work, like I said, I poured over to the curb and Mr. Uh, Webster came around that bend a little faster than he should. Yes, he failed to control his trailer. All right. And it clipped my car. Now, did he stop? Yes, he stopped on up. When he passed me, he stopped. Well, yeah, when he, but it's not like he took off. He, yes, he pulled yes, over, he came out. Yes, you folks called the police, and what happened? Well, before I called the police, I asked him if he wanted to, we can trade information. He gave me his driving license, and I gave him my driving license, and, and we'll just, uh, you know, 
go with that. But he didn't have license. So we couldn't trade. So we couldn't trade information. So we had to call the police. Okay. When you say he didn't have a license, he showed the police a license. He just didn't want to show you the license, right? Did you not have a license, Mr. Webster? I, I didn't have a license. Your Did honor. you show it to the police? I showed it to the police. Okay. Why didn't you want to show it to him? He was trying to write my numbers down. I told him I didn't want to, I didn't feel comfortable giving it to him, but we could wait for the police to get there. Okay. And uh, what exactly were you driving? A Silverado pickup truck. And what was the trailer that was attached to it? It's, um, it's like a utility trailer. Okay. And you were driving it on behalf of Mr. Camelson? Yes. Okay. Because you work for his lawn care business? Yes. All right. How old are you? I'm 17. All right. What happened that day? I'm driving down the street. I'm doing the speed limit. It's about 25. So as I'm coming around the bend, I'm slowing down because there's no way I could still be going 25 coming around the bend. Um, his car was parked in a no parking sign, uh, like a no parking area, and his car was hanging out in the street a little bit. The truck missed it, but the trailer barely touched it. Okay, when you say his, so was he pulled over? Because he says he was letting someone out. He he was he was sitting there. He was sitting there. Yes, he was right. Over. But he was like, it wasn't too. The street is already narrow. So right. He's, he's like halfway in the street. When you say halfway in the street, you mean halfway in his own lane. He, no, he's pretty much in my lane. Like, the street is so narrow. Why is he in he's your lane? Like he's much... dropping someone off on his side of the street at the time. So why would he be dropping them off in the opposing lane? The way that his car was, like, it was, like, diagonal. So he's, like, pulled over to the curb, but he's still in the middle of the street. I know he got the he ticket. Was, was... What happened when the police got there? Was he kind of belligerent? Tell me what he said or did. I, I, he was screaming hot style. I mean, I wasn't really paying that much attention to it. I don't remember everything, word for word, what he said, but he was hostile. Was he hostile with the police? A little bit. Yeah. yeah. He, was, he was frustrated, angry. How, how so? Yes, ma'am. Well, was the police officer fine with it, or do you think he was getting the police officer mad? She, she was a little, she, I mean, she was a little annoyed, but it was like, she's just doing her job. She didn't really feed into it too much. Okay, Mr. Um, Kalmanson, you own the business, but do you know anything about the actual accident? Um, I was not at the accident scene. Uh, they did call me um, after the accident just to let me know what happened. Right. It's interesting because you end up getting a ticket, Mr. McBride, correct? Yes, ma'am. Tell me about that. Uh, yes. Uh, when the police came, Your Honor, this call right here was the information that he gave me. He said, oh, I work for Officer Johnson. This is Officer Johnson establishment. You know Officer Johnson? He says that to you? I don't know Officer Johnson. Yes, ma'am. Who's Officer Johnson, Mr. Webster? I never brought up Officer... I don't know Officer Johnson. Okay. Do you know an Officer Johnson, Mr. Kalmanson? Uh, nope. Is there a police officer associated with your business? Nope. Okay. Did you ever mention a police officer, Mr. Webster? No, ma'am. Okay. And according to you, Mr. McBride, he said this is Officer Johnson's establishment? Yes, ma'am. This is the card right here. He said, here, this is Officer Johnson card. We work for him. Hold on and one so, second. Honor- is Officer Johnson a customer of yours, Mr. Kalmanson? No. How about you, uh, th- th- Mr. Th- th- I'm, Webster? I'm looking, I'm looking at his card, and it says no, on man. there a name of my employee, whose last name is Johnson, but he's he's an employee. He's not an officer. He's Let me see the card. The Can you department? raise the card and show it to me? I, I couldn't quite see it. You were going too fast. Can you pull back a little bit? 
Okay, stop right there. It just says uh, Doyle Johnson, and who's that? Doyle Johnson was an employee of ours. Okay. Not a, he's not a, he has nothing to do with the police. He's got okay. he's All I, right. I'm not even sure where that comes from. Okay. So what happens yeah. when the police get there, Mr. McBride? Uh, the police well, they ran over to the police room. Before the officer got out the car, they ran over to Who's his they? car. Mr. Wester Mr. Wester and his co workers. Okay. They ran over to the to the officer. Okay. And this is exact what he said to the officer. This is Officer Johnson establishment. We work for Officer Johnson. It was another maybe 20 minutes before the officer came and talked to me and asked me what happened. And then the officer walked about 20 to 30 feet in front of me. On my right-hand side where I was poured over at, it's a sign saying no parking anytime. The state law says that you could load, unload, and either let your passenger out, but you cannot park your car and get out and leave your car there. All I did was pour it over to let my passenger out to go to work. By the way, the ticket you got was for what? Oh, it's right here, Your Honor. It says for slow speeding, and they threw it out of court. They threw it out. Yeah. For slow... I, I said, y'all. For, for slow speed... Yes, ma'am. Okay. Which is kind of weird. And then I read, what have you got there? Because I read the police report that said that uh, it yeah. was no parking, but did you send that into evidence? Yes. Yes. Right. This is what's put into evidence. So it's, it says right there, impeding traffic. Right. By what? Existing? Like, how is he impeding traffic? Let's see what that statute says. I'm guessing it's by being in the middle of the street. I, I don't even don't... think your employee says he was in the middle um, first, your employee well, said well, he pulled over, and then your employee said, I pulled at a diagonal. According to the police report, you stopped your vehicle in the middle of the street to drop a friend off for work. Vehicle your number Honor? one was impeding traffic when the accident occurred and was parked. Well, which is it? Are you in the middle of the road or are you parked? Where signs stated no, no parking, stopping anytime on the right side of the street. Now, according to the officer, the sign says no parking or stopping, but you've shown me pictures that say that prove to me that it only says no parking. It doesn't say no stopping. I mean, even in the picture, the officer doesn't drive him in your path. You know, you each have half the road. So he may have been impeding traffic by stopping to let somebody out, but how does that cause the accident that happened? That ticket that he got has to caused the accident to happen. I understand if you're traveling behind him, you don't expect him to stop. He stops, boom, you hit him, you don't have time to stop. But this is actually an accident that happens when you're coming around the bend, and then you swerve, and if the fi it fishtails. It's an accident. But why would this not be your fault, Mr. Webster? So as I'm coming around the bend, I can't see him. His car is hanging out. If So I have nowhere to go. Like, I almost hit him with the truck, but I'm, I swerved over because he's hanging out. But the trailer just hit him, so happened to hit him. How far into the road, according to you, was he? Did anyone take pictures? On pic yes. Of I the sent, car in I the... I took pictures. Hold on one second. Uh, did anyone take pictures of the car in, in the spot it was on the road? We, we had moved up a little bit, but I, when I got out the car, I took pictures of what was... Yeah, like can I, I see? Can I angry. see that? Right, that's really critical. Is this where his car is? 
Yes. Is that where it was when you hit him? He turned in was after the fact. Was after the car was moved. You know what? I don't need you to coach him. I was asking him that question. You weren't there, and I don't need you to to throw that out there. Is he just said yes? This is where the car was when you hit him. Yeah, he moved up a little bit, but his car was like angled out. That's why the trailer had. You can say that a thousand times. My question to you was: Did you take pictures of his car where it was when this happened? And your answer to me yes. was yes. And then I showed you this and I said, is this where it happened? And before your boss started talking over you, you said yes. And your boss is saying, no, that's after he moved it. I don't know how your boss would know because he wasn't there. Now let's look at the pictures that the plaintiff has. When did you take these pictures? After the accident? Yes, ma'am. The yes, day ma'am. Of the but accident. on the day of that's the accident, meant, right? after you left or, yes. or listen to my question. No. no. This is while while stuff was happening and you were waiting for the police? Yes, ma'am. Listen, he he may be guilty a thousand times of he shouldn't be dropping someone off there, but, you know, unless I see evidence that he's in your lane, which he vehemently denies that he was in your lane, and neither your pictures nor his pictures show his car stopped in the middle of the road, nor does it make sense, because we all know in our normal lives when we're driving and we want to drop somebody off, we don't say, hey, I know, I'm driving here, but let me go here and drop and then drop him off. That doesn't make sense. He pulls over, and you hit him because you hit him. It's your fault. The accident is your fault, regardless of who got the ticket, because the ticket isn't something that caused the accident, okay? Even if the ticket is, hey, you're not supposed to be stopping there, unless there is evidence that he is in your lane, which makes no sense, because... Clearly, he's at worst, he's in his own lane letting somebody out. Then your car shouldn't have hit him when it was turning the corner. It shouldn't have. And if it did, then the negligence was on your part. And even the police officer's picture doesn't show his car in your lane. He wasn't a moving vehicle moving into you. He was, according to police, it was stopped where he shouldn't have been stopped. So his car's stationary. It is in his lane according to his picture, according to your picture, and according to the officer's drawings, he is stationary. He shouldn't be stationary. The officer felt like giving him a ticket, maybe because he was excited, maybe because whatever. It was the officer's opinion. But that ticket doesn't cause an accident. Stopping doesn't, being stopped doesn't, in your lane doesn't cause an accident. Unless you're hit from behind because you're stopped all of a sudden. The guy going in the other direction needs to make sure he doesn't end up, and any part of him, including his trailer, doesn't end up hitting a car that's in its own lane. I'm finding in favor of the plaintiff in this case in the amount of the damages, uh, $2,994, which incidentally, I looked up the blue book value and is less than the blue book value of that car. Good luck, folks. Thank you, Your Honor. So, Mr. McBride, the plaintiff is going to get the money he was seeking, all $2,994 of it. Mr. Webster... Tell me what you're thinking right now. I mean, I feel like if I was wrong, my truck would have hit him first. But, I mean, it is what it is. I can't argue with nobody. Well, look, the judge has found against you. She went over all the evidence, and that's what she has come to decide. Mr. Commelson, you're one of the defendants, too. How, How do you respond? What are your thoughts right now? I will have to go with the judge. I was not there on scene. Um, uh, The way it was described to me was that the... uh, Mr. McBride's vehicle was sticking out into the oncoming traffic, and that's what caused the accident. Um, and that's all that's what I all the information I have to go on. Well, the judge has ordered that you guys have to pay him. Sorry, but that's the way it is. That's the judge's verdict. Mr. McBride, 
What's your reaction? Yes, sir. I'm glad that the judge seen it the right way. Uh, I did pull over, and he failed to control his trailer, and that what caused the accident. That's what you call a moving violation, because I wasn't moving at all. Yeah, well, that's what, you know, the uh, <laughs> policeman said you were going too slow. You said you weren't moving at all. In any event, what's the status of your car right now? Has it been fixed yet? No, no, sir. Uh, it's in mint condition, like I said, uh, and it's one beautiful car, and I would like to get it back like it was. Okay. Well, you take care of that car. Get it fixed, take care of it. Oh, most definitely. <laughs> okay? Most definitely I will. All right, be proud of it. Good enough. Okay, thank you very much, sir. Congratulations. All right, Harvey, what are you thinking? So, Doug, this is a really good example of different ways of skinning a cat, so to speak, that you got to prove, in this case, the plaintiff had to prove, that he wasn't doing anything wrong, that he was in his own lane. The photos really helped that, and obviously the police report helped as well. You could also do that with eyewitnesses, but the key is making sure you have the evidence to support your claim. Now that the litigants are in their own homes, do you ever look at the background inside their homes when they're on video? I find myself looking behind them to see how they live. Does it ever affect your ruling? <laughs> That's funny because... Um, do you feel like a voyeur looking I into do. their homes? I do sometimes, and usually it's a pretty antiseptic background, but sometimes there's people running around in the back. Animals and, go by. Weird. Animals, they got their animal on their lap while they're talking, you know. Right. And, and I, we used to, when we were trial lawyers, we would always tell our witnesses, dress in your Sunday best. Of course, you can't right. say that now because people dress, you right. know, to, for, to, for church like they're going camping. That's true. But the answer is I, it doesn't affect the case because everyone is, is very casual. Right. Um, you know, there have been all these mishaps with people forgetting the that there's a camera a on. Oh, I had well, guy, like, oh, I didn't know you could see me. I had two guys with their heads on their laps. Said, it's sir, just, there's no smoking in court. <laughs> right. Yeah, I'm in my house, you know. Um, so it's interesting, isn't it? Like oh just, it's kind of a window into um, folks' souls. But, you know, it's funny. You can't, it's so true that you really can't judge people by, and you can't no. make any assumptions and about you don't. that. I have a friend who I used to work with as a lawyer. He flew to Omaha for a meeting with Warren Buffett, right? And he got... Out, out of his plane at the airport and he walked out to get picked up and Warren Buffett picked him up driving an old Chevy Malibu and there said it didn't even have power windows. <laughs> it's a long time. <laughs> it's like, he thought, you know, he was a little surprised that a billionaire would pick him up like that. But, you know, he said that's, uh, that's the So, no, the answer is none of that matters. It, it'll irritate me if they have noises going on and they didn't take the time. Like that, that's irritating, but right. it what, doesn't affect the verdict. In fact, sometimes it helps me to reach one because they're in their house and they're complaining about their wood floors and then they take their phone and they take me with them right. and they show me the wood floors. Right. I'm like, oh, that's awful. Oh, yeah. Like, now I'm actually going to wait. Go yeah, higher. Go right lower. Where, yeah, I'm <laughs> right in the middle of the crime scene. Okay, show me where it is in relation to the sofa. Yeah, that sofa right. definitely caused right. that. Yeah, the so floor really squeaks there. Prove it. It walks over <laughs> right. and it squeaks like crazy. Oh, if I could just take you to my house. Oh, no, wait. I can now. Uh -huh. uh, yeah.